I'm Al John Go, podcaster and producer of the Disney List, Skull Rock Podcast, and Dining at Disney. When you're creating content, podcasts, webcasting, live streaming, or wanting to step up your video conference calls, you need quality gear and accessories. That's why I use Gator Frameworks in my studio. From professional broadcast boom arms and microphone stands, studio monitor speaker stands, ring light kits, headphone holders, elite furniture studio desks, and acoustic wall treatments, Gator Frameworks has you covered. Gator is the leading brand of cases, stands, and support system solutions for music, pro AV, creative pro, IT, and general utility industries. They have over 1,000 different solutions made from vacuum-formed plastics, rational molded plastics, wood, sewn, and EVA materials. Leveraging their expertise in case design and manufacturing, Gator has a complete OEM division that works with leading companies around the world to engineer and create custom cases for original equipment manufacturers. For more information, visit GatorFrameworks.com. Product provided in exchange for promotional consideration. I'm Al John Go, co-host of the Disney List podcast, as heard on Sorcerer Radio, as well as Skull Rock podcast. Here with my wife, Kristen. Hello. Hello. You are an earmarked agent who books Disney travel vacations for people all the time. Give our listeners a reason why they want to give you a call instead of just booking a trip by themselves. Well, I can do all of the legwork for them. I have expertise. I've been to the Disney parks well over a hundred times. So they've got that knowledge at their hand as well as it saves them time and money. Where can people get in touch with you so that they can book their next Disney cruise, Disney park trip, Adventures by Disney? They can contact me at themeparksandcruises at gmail.com. The Disney List. Hi, I'm Ashley Eckstein, Ahsoka Tano of Star Wars The Clone Wars, and you're listening to Kristen and Al John on Sorcerer Radio. Welcome to yet another edition of The Disney List. Al John and Kristen here. Before we get started in our big show for today, talking about the Galactic Star Cruiser, we have Kristen. Hello. Travel guru. People are getting ready to book their vacations. They're planning. They're deep in the midst of uh, planning it with their families. We want them to support the show and to book with you. Yes, we do. So what are some reasons why our audience would want to book with you? Well, first of all, I'm going to save them money because I'm always looking for the best deal. Um, Because who doesn't like the best deal? I like the best deal. So I'm always looking for whatever the best promotion is to apply to your trip, as well as if you have any issues along the way, you don't have to deal with it. You have me to take care of those things for you, as well as you have all my expertise from you know, having been a Walt Disney World, a Disneyland, a Universal Orlando pass holder, as well as having done numerous uh, river cruises, as well as your big ocean ships. Nice. Where can people email you to get their free quote and to have them book their next vacation to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, any cruise line imaginable? At themeparksandcruises at gmail.com. This production of the Sorcerer Radio Network. What an imagination, huh? <laughs> Are you guys ready? Are you ready? From, from the Gator Framework Studio in Music City, it's the Disney List. The Disney List. Disney fans Kristen Hetzel and Al John Go bring you top 10 lists from the Disney parks, films, Star Wars, Marvel, news, travel tips, and more. Now prepare yourself for the Disney List. Welcome back, everybody. It is the Disney List. Every week, we count down our top 10 list of favorite Disney theme park stuff, Marvel, Star Wars, trip hacks, what have you. It's awesome that you could join us. My name is Al John Go. I am a lifelong Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, pop culturist, podcaster, sorcerer radio talent. <laughs> or non-talent, if you believe the haters, you can email me, Al John, at uh, you can email the show. Actually, you can do that. We encourage you to do that. The Disney List at gmail.com. Always joined by Kristen. Hello. Hello. Are you going to introduce yourself? 
Sure, I can do that. (laughs) I am a travel agent as well as a Disney foodie. All things all things having to do with Disney food and dining. Yes. You're also the podcaster from Dining at Disney.com. That's correct. Dining at Disney Podcast. So we have an awesome show for you, Kristen. Let let them have it. What are we going to rip into today? We're talking about the top 10 things that you need to know when going to the new Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait to talk about this. Um, You know, in the past, we have been friends with Disney and we'll do different openings and event things especially dining at disney boy disney loved uh you know getting you to cover events and hotel openings and things but things are different now um chris and i have kids and so it's and of course we don't live locally either so it's a little bit more difficult for us to cover these type of events now it's a lot more difficult because having two little ones under age three yeah yeah I can't just go, oh, okay, so next week. Let's hop on a plane uh, and yeah. go. Or I'm going to drive down because that isn't an option. There's nobody to to watch the two little ones. Yeah, we've had the hardest time trying to find people to help with our little ones, whether it's babysitting. Um, and since Chris and I are older and we are foster parents and fostering to adopt, it's a lot difficult for our families to get involved because they're, they're older. You know, I... I, so I don't know. It's just, it's just more difficult. So it's going to be some time before we can actually go to Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser uh, for a myriad of different reasons. But um, I'm glad that we can kind of give our take on what has been released so far and talk about it. But before we, yeah. And we watched a lot of videos, which is something <laughs> those who know who have are longtime listeners know that I do not like things to be spoiled for me. Uh, I like to experience them firsthand myself. However, this we knew with having two little ones that we wouldn't be going for several years. So decided I'm going to sit down and I'm going to watch videos. I'm glad you did. I, I'd love to get your your take on, on what we are going to talk about now. But before we get into all of that. We couldn't go an episode without talking about news. And in this particular instance, it's more like a oopsie. I think a big oopsie. <laughs> Opening day for Disney's Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, possibly revealed in a deleted tweet. Um, yeah. So, Disney Chief Corporate Affairs Officer Jeff Morrell, blue checkmark on Twitter, had been ranting and raving. And and it's not ranting and raving, it's just raving. It's not ranting. It's not a Jeff Davis, like, you know, (laughs) I'm ticked off at Disney rant. This is... I'm so psyched about this. This is his tweet. Just the other day at the office, I got to test ride the new Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind roller coaster at Walt Disney World, Epcot, Walt Disney Imagineers. And by the way, that tweet actually removed the fake Epcot (gasps) Twitter that he actually at tweeted. Yeah. Uh, Walt Disney Imagineers have designed this one like no other ride ever, ever been on. Hard have to write it to believe it coming soon. So that that is a edited tweet. All right. But initially he <laughs> Jeff Morrell had revealed that it was going to be opening um what is it uh the weekend of Memorial Day? Yeah, I think so. So yeah. <laughs> that is hilarious, dude. I and, just laugh. and the fact that he had tweeted included a, fa- a fan account, not a the official Did, Disney yeah. account. Yeah, there, there's only one account for Walt Disney World, and that is at Walt Disney World. There is no Epcot. There is no Epcot. Twitter. But there is an at Disney Springs. There is a yeah, that's right. That's there is the, an at yeah, Disney that's Springs. an that's an official. So one. that's just funny. That's just funny to me. Yes. Like what? <laughs> uh, I don't know. You've pulled it up, right? Did no, you I didn't pull up any other news. news. That's it. Oh. Everything else is just Star Wars. Oh, okay. Well then. Okay. I have a really sore throat and I'm like, Kristen, we have some other news. And I'm like, no, that's it. <laughs> I thought we had another thing of news. I nope. thought you said there were two. Okay. Nope. That's it. 
getting very close to the inaugural launch of Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser and our first guest's journey aboard the Star Cruiser Halcyon. Michael, Corey, I think it's fantastic to be able to sit here with you both and just kind of talk about this audacious project that we've undertaken and are about to launch. What's pretty amazing is to think about being in the rooms, seeing concept art years ago while we are building Galaxy's Edge with this in mind. It's incredible to think that we're actually here. Yeah. Yeah. This is the next phase. This is the next level of immersive storytelling. Everything in the immersive field we've been dreaming of. It's about how we change the way people play together, how we change the way stories are told together. It's how we are a part of something. And in immersive theater, we've spent a lot of time figuring out how story can not just be one story, but many stories. And then also integrating the technology and integrating the game. So this is the next big step for immersive. And to do that in a Disney is extraordinary. As we built Galaxy's Edge, I appreciate you saying, go be you, because we were able to build a depth there that allowed our cast to be themselves, to find their own personal empowerment. We took what was basically quick hits that happens over in Black Spire, things that happen between like 30 seconds to two minutes, and now you're gonna do that for two days? We had to completely look at a brand new process. There's moments in these experiences that are intended to invite you to share with each other, really bringing that connection. It isn't just parents watching their kids, it's actually this family experience. Watching adults play, watching them feel moved, I am emotionally moved, and I don't have to be told how to feel, I just am. No one's ever done anything like this before. There is a technology foundation that allows that story engine to operate yeah. underneath this. That is a significant amount of innovation in that, the way we bring our stories to life in space with our new real-time imagery system that literally runs throughout the whole ship so that what you see on the bridge, what you see in the cabin, what you see out the windows, what you see on the maps are all tied together and real because there is a lot of love and a lot of passion that has gone into this. I think that is kind of special. To be so bold to do this is such an incredible moment to be a part of. Yeah. Could not be prouder of the work that's been done. preamble to this list is about the Galactic Star Cruiser. Yes. So I rolled it all up into this one one segment. That's Is that what you were referring to? No, but okay. No. What? what no, we have I, I thought... I Yes, we have our top ten things you need to know. <laughs> we talk. We actually talk about this before we we hit record. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, as I would say, top ten things you need to know about the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. Okay, so as we said earlier, it's going to be a while before we can take Boo and Jack Jack to this experience, um, and there are a lot of videos out there that do a great job of of walking you through the experience of what could you what you could possibly expect uh, to get on this attraction. There's been a lot of, I would say, negative feedback regarding, because first of all, let's, let's put it out here. When you have a passionate fan base, especially Star Wars fans, they've become extremely divisive. They either love it or they absolutely hate it. And I think part of the thing is with an experience like this that costs as much as this does, People are going to hate on it because they don't understand it. They're not, they don't follow the news quite as frequently as to what's going on. They don't like the the sequel trilogy at all with Ray and Finn. They don't, they don't like it for, you know, a bunch of other reasons. Um, they definitely don't like the cost of it, but um, they're quick to jump on the bandwagon and start hating on it. And there's a lot of things in this preamble that we're, we need to make sure that people know. So. Yes. One being that when you are watching the reviews online, remember that it was a media event. Mm -hmm. So, so far, that's who is out there sharing content, which means it was a free experience for them. They didn't have to pay. Disney hosted it. Um, Disney does this in order to do two things. Number one, educate 
Number two, to bring positive view to the product that it's trying to sell you on, which of course is the Galactic Star Cruiser right now. Uh, So when we sat down and watched it, we watched it for an overall view of what the experience was, not necessarily for people's opinions, not the review factor itself. We just wanted to learn about what would happen, what you experience, what, you know, the room, the... Star Cruiser itself, the the entertainment, the storylines, the excursions, your room, like all food, drink, all that stuff. Cast member interaction. Yes. We looked for all of that stuff to talk about. So we're not going to be talking about like what's good, what's bad, anything like that. Number one, we didn't experience it. Number two, that's not why we were watching the videos. We were watching for the, for the content itself and not a review mm-hmm. of the experience. That's important. Yeah, you mean, first of all, who do they invite? And there's a list of people out there in the nerdy tech world as well as vloggers um, that go there that will give you their take and they will give you what they would consider an honest review. But once again, they didn't pay for it. And just keep that in mind. And a lot of these people are very, I would say, on more on the positive side um, of doing some of these things. And it might be really cool to actually have some really hardcore Star Wars, you know, people invited to experience a Star Cruiser to get their take on it, you know, honest or whatever. Um, because I follow a lot of these people and I think they'd be... They, they may or may not be won over. I don't know, um, but it would be interesting to see what happens there. So, You know, I will say one thing I did find interesting is not many of the videos we watched start off telling you that they were at a media event. Because that's the one thing when I've attended the ones for dining at Disney and I was doing a video, I would always start off with, you know, I'm at a media event, media preview. Right. And Ordinary Adventures had a little caveat there at the very beginning. You know, we were invited as a press event. We didn't pay for this or whatever. But I think it's really important um, for all of those videos and those influencers to mention the fact that they were there for media day. Um, Just like when you get a product to review, you're supposed to disclose that information in advance. And maybe they disclose it in the notes, but a lot of these videos don't. So I think that's important for people to understand that they were invited to a media event and this is what it is. Um, Just like giving a product for review. So Yes, exactly. Need to disclose that to their audience because it's going to live out there for a long time. So do we want to start off with our list? Sure, we can do that. Let me, uh, I'm just having a hard time today, y'all. I'm having a hard time. Number 10. Okay. It is not a hotel. (laughs) You need to think of it not as you are going to visit a hotel and stay at a hotel. You really need to think of this more along the lines that you are going on a cruise ship because it really does have a lot of that kind of feel to it, Uh, starting with the layouts and size of things like the staterooms. It looks very much like a Star Wars version of a cabin on a Disney ship. Um, So that's one thing to think about. That and you are, you're not leaving except for your excursions or excursion, I should say, when you go to Batuu. So you've got to remember that you will be there in that space the entire time. Your your food is all there. Your drink is all there. All that kind of stuff that you get to that's included on a cruise ship is the kind of thing you're going to find included here. So all of your food and beverages, unless just like on a cruise ship, it's alcoholic or a specialty beverage. Those are the things that um, you pay out of pocket. One cool thing it does because you are doing an excursion to Batu. They do give you a quick service meal that you can get either at Docking Bay 7 Food and Cargo, or you can go over Toronto Roasters to use it. Or if you choose to leave, you know, Batu, you can go elsewhere and use it in the park. Um, so that's that's another thing to remember. Yeah. Yeah. 
I would definitely, I mean, it. your room has in it your toiletries, plus because it's H2O, they have some extra things in there. So there's like face masks. Well, I get that. I know, and, I know. Yeah. You're, you're, we're counting this stuff down and I'm thinking, where are you going with this next one? Because we're oh. talking about the room separately, are we not? Oh, I didn't think we were. Okay, well, I was just talking about waste. Yes, so think of it as a more of a, a ship, less of a hotel. Okay, yes, I will do that. So maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe we can talk about this. You're, you're, you've got the list here. So um, you want to talk about the room? The room is a state room. It's got a little porthole where you can see outside. You can actually shut it so that when you're sleeping, you can totally black it out, which is nice. And all the glowy lights and everything from the control panel turn off, which is nice. So yeah, um, but the cabin, the cabins are are great. They can sleep up to what five people. Yes, they. It have. would be a very cramped people, but the room is not meant for you to stay in, folks. So everybody's like, the room. I think first of all, let me just say this: people, Disney should have probably gotten in front of it when people were calling it the Star Wars Hotel because it ain't a hotel. That's the bottom line. It's just not a hotel. It's an experience. So uh, let's, I guess we can move on. Shall we? Yes. Number nine. Number two. Number nine. Just kidding. Number nine. (laughs) (laughs) You can't do everything. Nope. (laughs) Um, It's just not possible. There's so many options of things for you to do and ways to do them um, that you you just can't. You have to be prepared for that going into it, that you will not see and do everything. There is um, so much of these little nuggets that you have on your data pad, which is your cell phone. Okay. So you use the, my Disney experience app, you log on to it in that area. You're doing the, the whole galactic star cruiser. There's a certain area that you click into and your adventure begins. And so you there's so many different quote unquote scavenger hunt or activities that happen during that you can't possibly do them all. And I, we've seen so many videos of people trying to get as much as they can. And it's exhausting because there's a lot of things you could do to try to earn your credits, to try to earn your clout within the star Wars universe as it were. And even when you do your excursion to Batu, when you land uh, you're going around doing different scavenger hunts and different activities. I think you have to decide what what is important to you to do a couple of these things and then to take it a leisurely pace it's to soak in some of these story elements or to interact with certain characters. So uh, even interacting with your uh, in-cabin droid. Yes. Your in-cabin concierge that tells you everything. There's a little droid, uh, virtual droid that, that you can access from a, a communication panel, a comm panel. And... Uh, That'll help set you up for your day, tell you the things you need to hit in terms of highlights, where to get certain things. So you're not going to be able to do everything. So as part of the you can't do everything, this leads into our next point. Number eight. You choose your adventure route. (laughs) There are four ways you can go. Jedi, Smuggler, First Order, and the Resistance. So you can't do all four of them. So, yeah, you definitely get to pick which kind of routes you want to go, which also has something to do with what characters you interact with, too. So, yeah, depending on do you want to get to hang out with Chewie? Maybe you want to be a smuggler. Maybe you are all about stormtroopers and the First Order Mm -hmm. and you want to... You want to go that route and be kind of like a traitor to the other people on the ship. <laughs> a traitor to the other people. No, the other people are traitors to the Galactic Empire. Remember that. <laughs> the First Order. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, there's a lot, of, a lot of things you can do to choose your own adventure, if you will. That's the, that's the glory of it, right? Or maybe you want to dabble a little bit of both. Maybe you could be a little double agent. I've seen some people do some things to help. Both your, sides. Both sides, which is very interesting. So you get a little bit of a taste of, of, of doing that. So that's kind of cool. But know that your choice could possibly have impact in the rest of your story. For example, there were some people that got called out by some of the cast members in front of other people like, um, you know, thank you for doing this or serving the Empire. or Thank you for, for doing this, doing that. But, you know, it's funny when you have interactions with the First Order 
that they will interact with you and be like, you know, and, and say that, Oh, thank you for your service. And then other people, other guests are looking at you like, uh, I didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm not going to be the trader, but, um, maybe, maybe you are, you know? So I don't know. Um, Go ahead. What? Oh, we were moving to the next one. You have to. Yeah, we can move to the next one. Number seven. Interacting with characters. I love it. Do it. Make sure you do it because it furthers your story and it adds to the experience when you get to interact with the different um, characters aboard the ship, whether it be somebody from entertainment or one of the people in the restaurants or your captain. All of those people play a part in the whole story. I love the little wandering um, musician who plays guitar. I think he's playing one of our guitars, but he's playing a guitar in the ship. Played by a couple different people, by the way. I've seen other alternate people Oh, really? do that role. But um, very interesting to see those people kind of interact with him and run into them during the ship and then check on him and the engineer or check on the First Order or check on... Whomever else just happens to be there, you know, there's going to be a lot of spoilers in the show. I'm sorry. If you're listening, (laughs) we might spoil something for you, but um, that's all part of the adventure. There's a great deal of suspending of disbelief when you go in because you're entering the world and yes, they might have, you know, coffee and sugar and stuff like that, that you'll make yourself in the morning. But overall you need to just kind of buy into this. There's a fair amount of that in order for you to get anything out of it. The cynic in you has to be left at the door and the fun 10 year old, your, your 10 year old self needs to kind of take over and just get into it. Absolutely. You know, I agree Santa with that. Santa Claus is still real, y'all. Well, the, the other thing is when you're interacting with these characters, they may give you a task. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how interactive it is. It's not just making it more fun for you, but it actually will drive um, <clears throat> may drive or further your storyline that you are you are along in your adventure. You may also want to check your data data pad or your phone um, even before you get to certain big areas like the atrium or you know the um, uh, the bar, what have you. So just you know check it and see if there's some things for you to do um, while you're there or characters you need to look at or interact with. So. Just cool stuff too. I mean, it may even give you something when you go on your excursion to Batu. So there's that too. Number six. Okay. Being part of the story also means shopping. (laughs) So the gift shop that they have has exclusive merchandise and gifts. And you can buy all kinds of clothes and jewelry and headpieces and lightsabers, different things like that. So there's so much like that going on on the ship that you may, your first day, decide you want to go, you want to do some shopping, and that way you have a really cool little outfit. And they have both uh, kids as well as adult costumes there that they're selling or clothing pieces so I definitely say you have to hit that up because you can't get that back in the normal world. Uh, you can only buy this merchandise by going to and staying at the Galactic Star Cruiser. I love the fact that you can get your own legacy lightsaber there. Yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. And all the different merch and the clothing that you could get, different types of Jedi robes, royalty robes. Of course, when you go on a cruise, it's not that unfamiliar. When you've been on cruises before, they have these gift shops that have different clothes you can wear on the cruise, all this type of jewelry that you can wear, and that's exclusive to the ship. And once again, they have the same thing there. So take advantage of that. Now, are we going to talk about costumes at some point, or is this the portion where we talk about We can talk about costumes now. So when you're shopping for stuff, yes, I mean, it's cool to maybe get some uh, we saw some people dressed as um, resistance or first order members um, that they've gotten official or cosplay costumes of their own or official costumes at Galaxy's Edge that they took into the experience. We saw one person dress up as a X-Wing fighter pilot, which was really cool. Well, and it's somebody had on uh, the women's vest that they have available. 
Yeah, absolutely. And Galaxy's Edge. So that's something I want because it's something you could wear every day. And unless you were a Disney Park Star Wars fan, you would never know that that was, you know, themed merchandise. Exactly. But they have a bunch of these different questions about the costuming guidelines. When living out your Star Wars adventure aboard the Halcyon Star Cruiser, we encourage you to dress the part with appropriately themed outfits and creative costumes that add to the fun. We can't wait to see how you come dressed for these special voyages. So as always, Walt Disney World Resort values safety and good judgment. And we have specific requirements during your Galactic Star Cruiser journey. So you've got to have costumes that made um, uh, your, what is it? Uh, Costumes that may distract from the experience of other guests are not permitted, so don't expect to be wearing a huge ballroom gown everywhere you go, <laughs> all right? Because those hoops are going to get in people's way or long trains in your dress and things like that. Uh, or a lot of armor, right? <laughs> don't dress up in a mech. Uh, all guests may dress as their favorite character, but they may not pose for pictures or sign autographs for other guests. Costumes must be family-friendly and not be obstructive, offensive, objectionable, or violent. So maybe not the slave Leia, just saying. <laughs> uh, costumes may not contain props or accessories that resemble or could easily be mistaken for an actual weapon. So keep your blasters at home. So that's just another example of things like that. Um, guest 13 and under may wear, may wear some costume masks, but they may not cover the entire face and must provide unobstructed peripheral vision at all times with openings that allow their eyes to be fully seen. So and that's again, a safety thing. 13 and under, if you're older than that, whatever headpiece you're wearing <laughs> must not cover any of your face. Exactly. Now let's talk about, I guess we can talk about this too, because you can wear face coverings because this is the post pandemic or the pandemic time period so if you're listening to this in the future who knows but uh at this time you know you're you can do that um you're you're not obligated to but you, you can. are you are free to make that choice yourself yeah and uh, you'll probably want to we'll we'll probably talk about what to pack uh for this um you know after the show after we do the the top 10 so Anyway, uh, yeah, I guess we're moving on, right? Yes. Number five. This is an experience not for very young children. <laughs> it, there's just so much stuff to do, and it's kind of like a nonstop experience. And for the amount of money you spend, unless you are a you know billionaire or multimillionaire, uh, this is probably going to be a once-in-a-lifetime or twice-in-a-lifetime experience for you due to the price tag. So to get the most out of it, you wouldn't want to take small children because they're going to get tired. They're going to need naps. Children are very picky about their foods, um, You know, especially little, little ones needing snacks and stuff like that throughout the day. It's going to be really hard to get to do all of this with little ones. We've so. seen it. We've seen there were there were some kids probably around the, you know, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. Um, year old range that were there crawling around and having fun with it, you know, and maybe that, that would be really fun for them. But I think you have to take that in consideration when there's a lot of different activities and things. If you want to take a more leisurely approach, there are all kinds of activities that go on throughout the day. We did a show about Galactic Star Cruiser itineraries, and there's everything from Lego, or there's a ship model building to bingo style things to, you know, um, fashion shows and different things that, that last about 30 minutes or so. So there are different experiences that might be age appropriate so that you don't have to spend all your time hanging out playing Sabacc in the bar, which you could. And I could totally see myself doing that, but um, just saying. Yeah, I, I would think if your child needs a nap, that's something to really think about whether or not this experience is for you and your family, just mm -hmm. because you're going to be missing out on a chunk of the day. Well, and for us in particular, uh, you and I know that it's going to be some time before, unless unless we have some help and some some uh, some friends come out to want to uh, babysit Boo and Jack Jack uh, for a couple days. It's going to be a while before we can go over and uh, and experience this with the kids. So 
that is that is what happens. But that's okay. I fully accept it, and I cannot wait to take the kids to Disney World and to Disneyland and to have them experience everything fun and to meet characters like Chewie. I'm sure Boo would love to hug a walking dog. So that would be amazing. <laughs> yes, because that's exactly what she would probably say it yeah. was. Yeah, exactly. Chewie's big, big dog. Oh. Number four. Okay. This experience, who is it for? <laughs> I'm going to say this experience. For Star Trek fans everywhere. <laughs> ha ha. First of all, it's for those who truly love Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Because that's all it's about. Um, role playing. You have to really like to get into the stories. Um, if you're somebody who likes to do escape rooms and figure out those kinds of like puzzle things and what to do next and get to be part of the story. This is something for you. What else would you say? You don't necessarily have to be a hardcore fan, although that's, they are leaning that way. Um, I think you just have to love star Wars. Even if you're a casual fan and love the storytelling, I think if you miss the days of dinner theater, and mystery dinner theaters, in fact, stuff like that. If you love, you know, those type of games uh, like Clue, um, those are really important things. It's very interactive. You have to suspend your disbelief. But I think you really just have to love Star Wars. And and love is a very broad term. Um, even if you just like the original films, I think you'll like this experience. I don't think it pigeonholes you into uh, liking you know, you just have to like Star Wars. Yes, there are sequel trilogy characters involved in this, but um, there are some cameos in there that are pretty neat. So uh, I'm not going to spoil that for you, but I think it's pretty cool. I will say I am somebody who likes Star Wars, but I do like to get dressed up and play a role. I mean, I love Halloween for that you know, reason. When I went to work, I would dress up as the evil queen and, you know, kind of be like her while I was at work. And and some kids loved it and thought it was so much fun. And then the other kids were like, I want Miss nice Miss Kristen to come back. You know, <laughs> it was like, we, we don't want you to be the evil queen. But I thought that would just made it more fun. It made it fun for the kids and things like that. So this is something I think I would enjoy for that, that I get to dress up. I think I would have to join the First Order and get to do that side because I like playing villains since I don't get to be that way in real life. <laughs> I, I, think, I just can't be mean to people to be mean. So <laughs> It's funny. There are very rare people in the fan community. Like I see a lot of people that are hardcore uh, Star Wars fans or just consider themselves first-tier Star Wars fans. I consider my myself a big fan of Star Wars, Disney, and Marvel equally. I, you know, I I don't say that, you know, some people are huge Batman fans over DC or, you know, big James Bond fans or whatever the case is, right? Uh, um, it's like saying I'm a fan of the NHL and I have my favorite hockey teams, but I'm a big fan of the NHL and, and hockey in general. And I'm a big fan of Disney in general with all the other brands in there. But um, you, I think... How would you characterize yourself as a fan? Well, I would say I'm definitely a big Disney parks fan. Uh, I love visiting the parks. So I would say that I love, you know, the Disney movies and things like that. So I would also love Marvel. So I would put those two above how I feel about Star Wars. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think it appeals to you, this experience would still appeal to you. Well, and that's what I'm saying is I like to get dressed up and, you know, cosplay, role play, whatever, however you want to call that. I like that. So I know that I would enjoy this experience. Yeah, I think if you're going to spend the coin, I think you and your family should get really involved in it. And I think it would be great to get costumes for the kids and dress up, you know, the two days that you're there, um, you know, in those clothes. And, uh, there you have it. So, anyway, where, what number are we at? Number three. We're at number three. I love that. <laughs> I'm on it, guys. I'm sorry. I'm just under the weather. I'm just 
having a hard time today. <laughs> this one has to do with my favorite topic, food and drink. Mm. Um, they have scheduled meals. As I mentioned before, what food is included in your cost. But if you are looking for something that's not your typical meal time, it's not during breakfast, lunch, or dinner hours, you can head over to the cafeteria because they will have special snacks during the day for you to enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. So you've got the glamorous crown of Corellia dining room. And uh, that is great because you're going to have breakfast and lunch there, which is a lot of fun. And you can start your day off with a unique planet off-planet breakfast of hot and cold small plates, very tapas-style servings at this time, a variety of beverages including juice, fresh fruit, brewed coffee, Booba Wamba, Booba Wamba Family Farms Blue Milk. <laughs> I've seen people mix the blue and green milk together and put it in their coffee. I'm thinking to myself, oh, mm, no. I don't know about that. And I was like, uh, during lunch, you can choose from a collection of small bites like sandwiches, soups, flatbreads, and salads, and sweets. And then, of course, dinner at the Crown of Corellia Dining Room transforms into an enticing table surface surface supper club with a musical appearance by galactic superstar Gaia. That was fun. I thought I thought the performance looked looked really cool. There is one thing I do want to say about the food. Okay. And that is actually kind of two things I want to say. First of all, you have to be okay with your food sometimes being the color you're not used to. <laughs> so if your shrimp comes out blue, you can't be somebody who freaks out about your food not being the color that you normally see it. Like some people are weird about that. Like, oh, this isn't supposed to be that color. Like, I don't, I don't know. You know, there's people that'll pick out those, the, the red or black or green chips whenever they're having tortillas. Like these are weird. I don't want to eat them. I want the, the, what they consider normal colored. So that's one thing you have to be okay with. Secondly, a lot of the food is very Asian inspired. So <laughs> I, I think it's something you also have to really like Asian food um, to get the most out of the food experience. Now, again, we haven't seen all of the menu items to go through everything, but a lot of what we've seen is, is very Asian inspired when it comes to your, your entrees. Do you want to handle that? Oh, okay. Um, just like on a regular cruise ship, you can actually choose when you would like to eat. So they have a first and a second dinner seating. And you can choose that upon the time of your booking your vacation package. Um, and of course it's based on availability. Uh, often a lot of people choose the second dinner option, which depending on how and when you book depends on whether or not you're going to be able to get whatever the preferred one ends up being. Um, but often on cruises, it's that second dinner because people want to be able to get the most out of their day with what's going on before they eat dinner and then dinner gets to be like, Oh, now it's time to wind down for our day. You have to keep in mind too, talking about being in close proximity to others in your party, dinner service seating assignments will be made to fill all available tables. So your party will likely be seated with other parties. Very, you know, as I say, beer garden, right? So if you're not making friends, you're going to probably be, you're going to be sat with different parties and different families so please keep that in mind. You're going to be seeing these people a lot over the next uh, couple days while you're there. But I think it's really cool. And other things. If you are traveling with other people, make sure to let your travel agent know that, hey, we're booking with you, but our friends, they've already booked their trip and this is their name. And that way you guys can dine together because they can link those reservations. Uh, mm -hmm. Disney has the ability to do that so that you know that, oh, they're traveling with. So these people want to be seated together for dinner. I love the Sublight Lounge. I think it's it's great. I love the fact that it's very Star Wars bar-esque. I love the lighting in all of these places. I, I think it looks absolutely amazing. It's like a larger version and more like elaborate version of Oga's Cantina. Well, sure. Oga's Cantina takes place in the, you know, in, in a very kind of village town. Well, it's a village. It's a town kind of vibe versus this is supposed to be kind of 
I don't want to say like a casino, but it is it is a cruise ship. So you have kind of the the lights and the kind of more luxurious trappings of those type of lounges where people can play sabak, which is their kind of card game that you can play for credits. You can actually learn how to play it there. But I think the drinks and the servers, bartenders, the wait staff is they're all great. And, and once again, I say they're all great, but they appear to be great because we saw all the press preview footage. So <laughs> there you have it. And the B-roll too from from the press there. Wow. Can you believe it? We're almost done. I know. We Can only have number two. two. You must be comfortable being in enclosed spaces as well as being close to people. Yeah. <laughs> so this was something that I thought a lot about because I like to be outside. I like the fresh air. Um, it's the reason I don't like to fly. I feel like I'm trapped in something. <laughs> and this does not have, you know, balconies or windows that you can see <laughs> see to the true out outside. But there is so one place. Everything is very much like enclosed because that could make somebody feel very claustrophobic. Um, but they do have an area where, as they put it, uh, simulates the weather in Batu. So you can step out in this little, it's supposed to be a simulator, but outdoor area that gives you that view. Garden feeling. Yeah. A little small garden balcony feeling. Yeah. Every bit of the interactions with the cast, every bit of the interactions with you and other people in small corridors and in in places like the atrium or when you're dining, you're going to be next to somebody. And in this day and age, if you're not comfortable, if you don't have that comfort level uh, within you, this may be a, an experience you need to bypass. You're also going to be when interacting with some of the crew members, um, and other characters that you see on the Star Cruiser, they're going to be whispering things to you because it is, some of this stuff is like secretive part of your, your mission on your adventure. So you definitely want to be comfortable being close to somebody's face. If you have difficulty being in like a little huddle with people and that kind of thing, this may be very difficult for you 100 percent. can you believe it here we are number one <laughs> and this is funny because this is something that's not like it's not like it's like whoa big idea uh bring a charger <laughs> you will be using your phone a lot because that is how you're going to do you know answer some questions do the interactive stuff, um, especially when you go to Batu. There's going to be things you need to scan in order to do your missions, answer questions on your phone or tablet. So definitely make sure you bring a power bank with you. Bring your charger. Make sure you come well prepared um, as if you were streaming your entire you know, vacation and it's going to be draining the life out of your battery. You definitely don't want your phone to die while you're out doing things. So be prepared to bring multiple power banks. It's something I do when I go on a cruise ship. I bring, yes. um, typically I bring like three or four of them because I'm afraid with all the pictures and stuff that I'm taking, it's going to die. Well, they do have in your stateroom, your cabin, if you will, USB chargers. So you can plug USB, which is great. You got to have it. Personally, I think the accommodations are really cool for being a cruise ship style cabin. Yeah. You know, but once again, I think people need to stop calling it the hotel because it is not a hotel. It is truly an immersive, 100% immersive, unique experience. And for something like this, for the actors that are involved, for the staging that's involved, for, you know, mostly the actors, the makeup. I mean, my goodness, the characters and the aliens that you'll see on this vessel, and they there'll probably be more. And I'm thinking at some point, Disney will modify this experience even more and will tailor it 
even more to be more immersive, to have more of those guest interactions, to have more aliens um, interact, and hopefully in their excursions have more interactive elements uh, where they get to uh, take an actual data pad. Like in Rogue One, you've got the secret plans and you're holding secret plans and you're going to drop them off to a cast member from the resistance or the first order and say, I intercepted these plans. That's what I personally would like to see because when you talk about star Wars, it's all about the tactile experience of holding a lightsaber, you know, lightsaber training is there. It's very cool. It's cooler than what Josh DeMauro uh, put out there for the investors day call, but it is definitely cooler experience. And I would want more droids. I would want more droids wandering around the hallways of of this ship. I would want more aliens interacting with you on this ship. Maybe more tro- more troopers interacting with this trip. And I think ultimately they'll get to that point where you're always running into these type of cast of characters from a Star Wars universe so that your mind... Your, your suspension of disbelief is further reinforced. I am in Star Wars now. I think because they do have on their cruise ship those wave phones so parents can always be in touch with their kids, it would be nice if they eventually do that. Like, like with, impossible? With little devices that you have <laughs> that charge in your stateroom, depending on how many people are in your stateroom depends on how many devices are in there and that you use those rather than using your phone. Yeah, I'd much rather have a data, data pad that is actually Star Wars like or Compad because it's like Kim Possible. You know, Disney was very cutting edge with a lot of these experiences that they have in the park, interactive elements that do things. And uh, we did although we did see some and not all and I'm sure there's going to be a lot more to be revealed, but um Anyway, it's going to be super cool when when all this happens. We have a cat that's crawling around in my shelf behind me. I love that. So anyway, I think this is all great. I think it's really important, once again, um, Kristen, to note to our guests, um, if they want to partake in this special experience, there are uh, some things that they can do. Obviously, they can email you. Kristen, what's your email? Theme parks and cruises at gmail.com. Yeah, absolutely. Let's uh, let's talk to them a little bit about. So let's talk to them about what to pack. Okay. Right? Yes. Okay, here we go. So a lot of these things are going to be similar to things that you would pack if you were going on a cruise ship. You're going to pack your photo ID or passport. For those of you that need a face covering, a mask, that, of course, your phone, whatever other mobile devices, as well as the chargers, your camera, you want to make sure you have all the things for it. So your lenses, your memory cards, all that kind of stuff. Um, If you wear contacts or you have glasses, make sure you pack that as well as medication. It does say it needs to be in their original containers. Mm -hmm. Important. Uh, Hair supplies for your favorite Star Wars hairstyle. Sunscreen, because you don't want to burn when you're on Batuu. Hats. At least you're not going to Mustafar. I hear that place is hot. (laughs) Too hot. Uh, Star Wars galaxy attire. So your Jedi robes, things like that. You can go ahead and either at the park or (coughs) at the Disney store online do some shopping for some of those Star Wars things that they sell there prior to going on um, the ship. You can wear jeans or pants, shorts, sunglasses you want to pack, T-shirts, uh, rain jacket or windbreaker, you know, depending on what the weather. If you're somebody who gets cold easily, make sure for colder, uh, colder people packs things like sweaters and sweatshirts and you know, things to keep you warm or layer. Um, I am the queen of layering. I'm like, I want a tank top. I want a shirt over that. And then I want my my hoodie with it so that I don't like to be hot. I can just take off my layers. Uh, dresses and sundresses. Also make sure you pack comfortable walking shoes. I think that's important. You know, you're going to be doing that excursion in Batu. You want to make sure you're very, very comfortable. 
keep in mind there are a couple different excursions or different things that you will have to pay a little bit out of pocket. Kristen alluded to the fact that you'll have to pay for the alcoholic beverages uh, during this. Uh, so any alcoholic beverages you're going to need to pay kind of out of pocket for. But uh, you should also keep in mind that there is a dinner with the captain. Mm-hmm. The and that dinner. I believe is a little bit $30, $30 extra. It per spaces, person. yeah, per person. So uh, space is very limited for this. So you need to get on that. I think when you um, check in, you need to definitely check in and, and get that. The other thing you might want to check out is getting your portrait experience because photo pass photos can happen during the experience. <coughs> so you'll need to go ahead. Yeah, and you can actually book a <coughs> private photo shoot which is known on this as a CSL portrait experience. And it is a 30 minute session that includes um, your images. Um, You get to download all those that are taken during your session. So if you are really into this, definitely do that. We in the past, you know, several years ago, when they first did the resorts where you could get photo packages done. We did one over at Grand Floridian and it was a lot of fun and we got a lot of great images from it. And it is a great souvenir to have from your trip. You're going to need to do that at least 99 days in advance, right? Is that what it said? Or 60 days, 60 to 99 days in advance. No, it is <laughs> it's $99, but $99 for a 30 minute session. And it only covers the photos taken during that 30 minute session. If you want to purchase other photos from your trip, you need to purchase the photo pass. There you go. Do it. That looks like a lot of fun. Get your lightsabers, get your outfits, and may the force be with you. That's all I need to say about that, right? That's Number seven. Oh, for heaven's sake. (laughs) I am just, I'm, I'm just in rare form today. I'm just uh, having the hardest time. You're needing a sick day. I'm needing a sick day big time. I wish. I wish I could have a sick day. We have a big day at the office on Monday. Not looking forward to that. Uh, But anyway, team, thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Kristen, for helping me through this show. As I'm just having a hard time. Uh, I need the force. I do. I'm one with the force and the force is with me. I'm one with the force and the force is with me. Kristen, where can people follow you? They can follow me at Dining at Disney on your favorite social media platforms. You can also check out DiningAtDisney.com. And then on your favorite podcasting platform, check out the Dining at Disney podcast that I co-host with Bubba and Kat. Absolutely. And then if you're looking for travel... Whether it's uh, Disney, Universal Orlando, or any of the cruise lines out there, you can contact me at themeparksandcruises at gmail.com. It's completely free. My service, that is. Absolutely. Uh, Don't forget to check me out on Instagram, Go, for geeky posts about uh, podcasts and stories, as well as music and guitars. You can also check me out on our sister show, Skull Rock Podcast with myself and Dave Bossert. And we have all kinds of filmmakers, animators, and we talk about pop culture, what's streaming, movies, and animation all the time. And Dave is a, an amazing, amazing former Disney um, team member. He had been a creative force behind so many different attractions and shows, author, of course. He got a brand new book out, so you need to please check out his Claude Coates Imagineering book. And a brand new book about the Monsanto House of Tomorrow. So you need to check out Skull Rock Podcast every single week. And uh, hey, thanks again to everyone listening to us on every podcast platform, including Sourcer Radio and SRSounds.com. Be sure to follow us on social media as well. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Disney List. So in the meantime, I'm Al John. And I'm Kristen. And we'll, and we'll see, see you real, real soon. soon. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast are for entertainment and informational purposes. All other trademarks mentioned are the property of their respective owners. I'm Kristen Hetzel, co-host of Dining at Disney Podcast. 
Every week, I chat about dining at Disneyland and Walt Disney World Resort and Disney Cruise Line with my fellow foodie, Bubba. We also feature restaurants and food reviews, information to help you plan your dining, Disney food news, recipes, and a monthly panel discussion. Visit DiningAtDisney.com and subscribe to Dining at Disney Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast platform. Dining at Disney Podcast, the happiest plate on earth. Skull Rock Podcast, talking all things Disney, with your hosts, Al John Goh and Dave Bossert. Do you just love to learn more about the magic that embodies animated films, theme park attractions, and more? The all-encompassing universe created and produced by the genius of Walt Disney has spanned nearly 100 years and counting. From his earliest film endeavors with the Laughagram cartoons and the Alice comedies, to the creation of Mickey Mouse, to the first animated feature film, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, and then dreaming up Disneyland, Walt Disney continuously raised the creative bar, and today his company has carried on that tradition as a global entertainment juggernaut. I'm Dave Bossard, artist, filmmaker, and author. And I'm Al John Go, musician, podcaster, and radio guy. Every week, Dave and I will explore the entertainment galaxy that is Disney with insightful conversation, stories, and special guests talking all things Disney. Listen to never-before-heard stories and behind-the-scenes moments from some of your favorite Disney films, theme park attractions, performances, books, music, and so much more from knowledgeable, insightful, and thought-provoking hosts and guests. Hear the latest news about Disney past, present, and future. Skull Rock Podcast is your go-to source for the magic we all love. Skull Rock Podcast. Visit SkullRockPodcast.com.